Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to episode 175 of the Curtain Call podcast. Curtain Call is the podcast that takes you deep behind the scenes of the theater world, bringing you in-depth conversations with the story makers that are shaping the future of theater. We pull back the curtain to reveal the stories behind the stories and give you a glimpse into the backstage world like no other podcast does. And this week, we have a returning guest, one of my favorites, but one we haven't heard from in quite some time. And that's not to say that she hasn't been busy. Since last speaking to her, she's written and performed a celebrated one-woman show, Elephant, and appeared in the Olivier Award-winning revival and redefining version of Oklahoma, belovedly known as Sexy Oklahoma here in uh, the Young Vic and in the West End, where she was nominated for a Best Actress at the 2023 Olivier's for her turn as Lori. And her, also her debut album, Dark Soul, was produced by Martin Tarif, Jamie Collum, Katie Tunstall, Martha Wainwright, no less, and was released in July 2019. But before that, in 2018, she composed eight original songs for Sparks, a new play by Jessica Butcher, which went on to win Best Musical at the Fringe, at the Edinburgh Fringe. I mean, and this is, this is after she started her career in 2016's Regent's Park Open Air Theater production of Jesus Christ Superstar, where we first saw and met her. I mean, look, it's not surprising that Anushka sounds like she's running at life and she's doing very well at that. Um, just, you know, since she started writing music at the age of 14, and she has also a degree in French and Russian from Oxford University. I mean, why not? And now she's got a musical about to debut on BBC World Service, BBC Sounds, and loads of other places, uh, which we're going to talk about today. You Dot Me, the complete musical, tells the story of Rose and Rio, two young strangers who meet online and fall in love during the pandemic. Uh, and this results in Rio flying across the world from Japan to London to, for, to find Rose. Now, in part two, we meet Rose and Rio again. The relationship takes an unexpected turn, and Rose has to take on the deepest challenges of her life. And we'll talk about that too. Now I chatted uh, I chatted with Anushka over the interwebs um, as she was uh, busy rehearsing for her latest gig uh, as Elizabeth Proctor in Crucible and we'll talk more about that later. So um, uh, it was it would have been great to, re to, to record in person but we were just too far apart this time. But uh, it doesn't matter. We had a great conversation. So ladies and gentlemen, I give you the incomparable Anushka Lucas. Have a listen. So Anushka, hello. We are we are doing this uh, remotely. You're up in Sheffield. Um, you are rehearsing, and we'll go through that. 
um, we'll go through what you what you've been up to, what you're up to now, and we're going to talk about you, me, the complete musical. Yes, um, which I am. I'm a little. No, I, I'm greatly obsessed. The trailer of this is off the charts good. I mean, it's it looks incredible. Yeah. It's wild. Yes. But but listen, I, I listen. I'd like to go back because you've been on our podcast before. I think it was 2017 initially. This was back in. Well, I think it was 2016. This was it 2016? Yeah, I think so. Was it Jesus Christ oh. Superstar? It was Jesus Christ yeah, Superstar. Was that 2016? Oh my lord! Okay, you yeah. see there. <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving myself a year. <laughs> but you were you were unbelievable in that. Um, I loved that production. The, Regents Park is an incredible place. Anyway, the venue. If you haven't gone to a production at Regents Park, go because part of the joy about it is the atmosphere. The, the literally outdoor of it all like Absolutely. and with your production it was astonishing and with gethsemane being sung and then you know listen spoiler alert jesus dies on what? the cross it I- <laughs> he does all what in our case it's covered in glitter but it was bizarrely violent despite the glitter replacing the blood yeah it was very i mean there was so much glitter mm. There was, a, yes, I actually found glitter in a drawer in my house about two years later. And I was like, where the hell did this come from? And I was like, this comes from Jesus Christ. Slam of 2016. You were phenomenal in that. And then I saw you um, uh, recently in Oklahoma, or as they call it, sexy Oklahoma, um, a little stripped back version. And, and I thought, hold on a second. All right, Anushka Lucas, how, how do you not age? at all in this you know i was just like this is ridiculous there's some kind of witchy thing going on here you know how to sweeten up your best no 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 it was it was incredible and what it was so much fun uh i loved it i loved the the uh just the kind of feel the vibe oh my god it was so beautiful because we did all it was a big selling point to me that i heard the album before i really understood what the uh, um production was and I've always been a big Rodgers and Hammerstein fan. My dad made me watch Oklahoma when I was a kid. Um, so sort of dream same- ballet and all. Yeah. Where have they gone, those dream ballets? But um, I know. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, obviously come from a more sort of jazz background. Yes. And uh, very interested in like live music, acoustic sounds. And I think in modern musicals, sometimes the, the musicianship, um, and the the sound of the band gets compressed or diluted in a way so that they're sort of just serving the people on stage. And the Oklahoma, sexy Oklahoma, Daniel Fish's Oklahoma was very much music front and forward. And everything was reorchestrated for like a bluegrass band. And we had a pedal steel guitar and oh, it was just a joy. It was, I never. And you could watch it all. Like the band was like sitting in the audience. That yeah, was, that was. You see I, I, it in the West End or at the Young Vic? I saw it at the West End, yeah. Yeah, and in the Young Vic, they were in the middle of us, and it was really, um, yeah, it's very fun, but it feels so organic. You think that is what's going on, you know? It was sort of staged as though it was inside a community hall. Oh, my washing machine is going crazy in the background. I wonder if you're listening to (laughs) hear it. Just putting on an important, a quick cotton's wash, guys. Um, (laughs) Those are the most important, aren't they? Yeah, it's important. You get to a point in rehearsals where you're like, I need more socks. (laughs) <laughs> which is what happened. Oh my god. Anyway, I apologize for that. It's okay. That. 
it's all good. Yeah, the band, the band were amazing, and the band we had in London, both both productions, they were truly extraordinary, extraordinary musicians. Yeah. So before we get into what you're doing now, I mean, um, because there's something that that is going to take place. I believe it's on the 21st of Feb, um, and that is a that is a, a a brand new musical world premiere of a new musical called "You Me the Complete Musical." I'm going to say it's called "You Dot Me." You dot okay. You dot me. Dot that's, is thank pronounced. you. That's okay. The dot is pronounced. Okay, I, it, it's it, and and thank you for clearing that up because it is there. I mean, if we were being completely pedantic, it could be "You Dot Me" colon. It could. It could be a punctuation-heavy musical, but we're just going for the one in the middle. You dot me. I will put a link to the trailer for everyone to see because I think they should go see the trailer because it kind of shows, it really puts you in the world. But can you give me a little background about, A, how you came to know the piece and, B, what it's about and and, and see what people can expect when they watch? Yeah. Uh, so You Dot Me was originally conceived by um, a commissioner or a producer at a BBC Worldwide Service called Simon Pitts during the pandemic when we were in lockdown and he missed going to the theater and he missed the sort of the sensation of being in the auditorium waiting for the show to start and he thought well hang on why don't we use the resources that we've got to create a new musical that can be distributed on an audio medium and so he approached Theo Jameson the composer and they started to come up with this idea of a musical created for radio with the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra playing along as you do um that and the story would be centered around COVID. And I came on board with Martin Sarial in spring 2021. And we recorded this one hour long piece uh, in a basement in Dean Street, well, in Dean Street Studios. And it was like peak lockdown. There was no one on the streets. I was supposed to be doing a play that was being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And it really felt like theater was under quite a lot of threat and stress. And um, and the story essentially is uh, I play a character called Rose who's 25 and has moved to London to start her exciting life. And then it's gone into lockdown like three weeks after she's moved there and she's suddenly on Zoom meetings all the time in her tiny rental box room. And one day on Zoom, she starts talking to someone else from her company who's a boy called Rio, who turns out to be in Japan. And he is sort of having his own COVID pandemic experience um, over in Japan and they end up sort of getting on pretty well and then sparks fly and then it's a question of whether or not it's possible to fall in love on zoom yeah Uh, and also you know what's the future for them and then then covid also encroaches on that story a lot there's there's moments of things happening in each of their personal lives and then when we left it at the sort of a spoiler but at the end of 2021 we finished the session and it's he decided to fly over to the uk to meet Rose and for them to try and be together for real in real because they think they love each other. And um, it went out on BBC World Service and it sort of, it, I think it had a bigger um, reception or reaction yeah. than maybe we expected. It really resonated with people. And so I ended up getting an email halfway through maybe late 2022 where they were like hey guys let's do a sequel and we were like oh, okay <laughs> and then the sequel came about and the sequel is well what happened after he flew yeah. to London did they meet up did they fall in love and also where are both these characters now are they okay the pandemic spoiler alert they are not 
<laughs> well, where, listen. Where would the drama be, Anishka? It would be a very short <laughs> act. It would be a very short act two. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, they just got some therapy. Can you imagine uh, if Todd was like, "I have these urges, but I'm going to control them," and then now there's no show. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's, but that's that's so cool. Like, I love the the kind of um, the gumption to go right. We we need to do something. And I mean, of course, use the, the BBC Philharmonic. I mean, it is sumptuous sounds. I mean, it, it sounds, it's beautiful. One, if you listen to them, uh, the first one they recorded in isolation, every single instrument from the BBC Philharmonic <laughs> Orchestra was a solo performer recording at home. And then Steve Levine, the producer, and um, the music team had to work to sort of, make it sound like the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra. And there's something really cool as well, because the second one is about coming out of the pandemic and how do we reintegrate normal life. And so it feels really amazing that second episode we recorded like together and also the the orchestra played together. And it's like, what well, is this the same as it was before or is it a different thing? And and what have we learned in the time that we sat around in our houses on Zoom for long periods of time? That's incredible. Like, it's just incredible. I love that. I love the journey. And um Stephen Fry, I believe he he narrates yes. this, doesn't he? Yes, I, yes, a nice, um, a lovely young actor. Um, I wish him well. Yes, he does. He he was. He's got a good future, doesn't he? I think so. <laughs> it was really amazing when the when the job came through. I was, if I'm really honest, when it came through, I was like, "What is a radio musical? That doesn't sound." like a thing and then they were like well Theo's writing the music and I was like oh well I do like Theo's music and then they were like and Stephen Fry is narrating and I was like oh I do like Stephen Fry and then they were like and it's the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra and I was like where do I sign (laughs) Um, and yeah it is a really lovely coming together of of people who all have a a an interest in storytelling really and yeah what what was interesting in the pandemic was particularly those of us that thrive in live storytelling or live music or coming together I think we all had to be quite um inventive about yeah where and how we could use the skills that we had uh developed to continue to be storytellers or music makers and um I'm yeah I'm really really proud to be part of this and it's such a wonderful nice team of people who just wanted to make a show you know? I love it. I can't wait for the 21st. I can't wait to, uh, you know, obviously go back and, and listen to the first part, part one, listen part to, that, one to part you.me part one, yeah. and then part two, and then part two, and we put everything in the show notes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're now going to take a short break for a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the Curtain Call podcast, where I'm speaking with the multi-talented and gorgeous Anushka Lucas. You, you also, Anushka, have you are a recording artist as well. I am a recording artist. I'm a slow recording artist. I released an album in 2019, um, which I'm pretty proud of, but was quite a torturous process, if I'm really honest. And then after that, theatre like became. I, I'm a very strange actor 
who can say um bizarrely that my theater career sort of gained traction across the pandemic and so I became quite busy and I put music on the back burner for a while but I've actually recently started rolling the ball on recording album number two so hopefully in April I'm getting into the studio yeah because you just have look everyone listening you have a phenomenal voice I'm I am uh, I I love your voice I I love also love your um you just you you just come you're just such a natural on stage and I don't know if that comes from performing music in front of people but you know in Oklahoma you were just and also Jesus Christ superstar you just you 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 fill that stage and your voice is incredible but also your physicality and like you kind of look like you belong on a West End stage is that thank you um that's that's come sorry I didn't even let you finish your question what was your question John no I was just saying does that come does that come from does that kind of confidence and I mean because listen if it's not confidence and you're faking it even better but like you know does that confidence come from from you know being it's it's quite subjective when you're in front of a crowd singing your own music your own words does that were you able to take that into to musical theater uh well it's so interesting that you say that because I obviously started out as a singer I was a singer for 10 years with a band and um I was gigging a lot and I transitioned into musical theatre by accident I didn't really intend to uh become an actor and then I got cast in Jesus Christ Superstar and actually uh I if I'm really honest I also quite early on was like oh I don't think I am a perfect fit for musical theatre um I only, you know, it's, it's not coincidental that I was in that Jesus Christ Superstar and in that Oklahoma and I haven't done any other musicals because I think I have quite, uh, I don't have a traditionally musical theatre voice and I don't have, I can't really dance for longer than 10 minutes without needing to lie on the floor. <laughs> and, so I, and then I straight theatre, at which yeah. point I was really confronted by uh my my body actually when I took singing away because singing is something I've been doing in public since I was uh I think 14 and so to sing in public is an incredibly natural thing for me right to speak in public and to fully inhabit another person is something that I've had to learn to do over the last um as opportunities came up and I was like oh this is cool and this is sort of fun and I was very very lucky to get cast in a couple of shows where I was actually like quite a small part and able to sit in the corner and watch actors. And and I was a musician in, in rehearsal rooms before I was an actor in rehearsal rooms. So oh, I right. okay. my, my drama school training um, was like being on the piano for six years in rehearsal rooms, watching the actors and being like, that's cool. Maybe I could do that. But yeah, I, I feel so really... Incredible. I sort of feel like it's why I like acting because I find it really hard and I find singing very natural and easy. And so I personally am always trying to move. I'm trying to find the right balance between doing the thing that comes naturally and doing the thing that I find challenging. And I don't want to be just singing all the time because that just feels like not as challenging as having to become, you know, I don't know, Catherine of France or a current Elizabeth Proctor. You did my segue for me. I, I love you for it. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> So um, we spoke just before we started recording, um, moving away from musical theater, um, Elizabeth Proctor, which is, I I think, one of um, 
you know, America's, you know, American kind of classic plays, you mm, know, the, um, just yeah. what great characters, you know, and what, she, what she has to deal with. I mean, and you know, that, did that just land on your, in your email and kind of go, Hey, let, yes, I would like to go to the crucible and do the crucible. I mean, this is in, in Sheffield crucible at the crucible. Um, yes, I'm going to clarify one thing, which is very funny because people have recently been asking me how I choose my project. And I'm going to first say, people ask me if I would like to audition for things and then I go and yeah. audition for them. And if I yeah. get them, I'm like, how delightful. I'd love to do that yeah. and pay my rent. Yeah. So, yeah. so I went through, um, I did a couple of auditions and actually I was in the middle of doing the play that I wrote. And I was yes. very, I did Oklahoma and then I went straight into Elephant, my play at the bush, which That's is a right. one woman show. And then this audition for The Crucible came through halfway through. And to be honest, I was like, I'm fucking tired, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. really want to learn a page of Elizabeth Proctor and like mm. go and do The Crucible. I don't know. And then I went in to meet Anthony Lau, the director. And it was just one of my favorite auditions I've ever had. And I walked I up love it. And I, was I love that. To get this part. I and love then that. I went in again. And then my agent, my agent was very funny. I had a phone call with my agent where she was like, um, we sort of weighed up the pros and the cons because of because I, I balance, I'm writing something at the moment and I was making my album. And then we we're also trying to do like screen auditions. And then she was like, she was like, well, you know, the only con I can really see, I hope I don't offend half your listeners, is she was like, you, you know, Sheffield in February is cold. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... It's just fact. It's fact. Like, Alice, you're not wrong. And she was like, other than that, Elizabeth Proctor, um, the group oh. in Sheffield, Anthony Lamb. Oh. She was like, it's two months. What a, it's sort of a no-brainer. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, and I've, we've been in rehearsals for two weeks now and the company is incredible. And it's exactly what I was saying in terms of, because I didn't go to drama school and because I didn't mm-hmm. train in any way, which I increasingly think is like is a mixture of insanity and arrogance. I, I you know, and also I, I didn't go to an English school. Uh, so right. I no culture like I'd never read the crucible before I got asked to go and audition for the crucible in the same that's way okay I'd never read Henry V before I got asked to go and in yeah. Henry V and and so I'm sort of like playing catch up and I want to be doing these canonical pieces every now and again to be like what is this and how how do I how do I be Elizabeth Proctor because I'm obviously not um Sadly, I'm not Sophia Canedo. And uh, yeah, and there's just, it's so thrilling. And it's such a good play. Oh my it God. Is. It's so good. It is, it is one of my favorites, as you know. With it. And we're trying to do <sighs> some really cool stuff with it. Like, you know, I'm trying to, my Elizabeth is hopefully going to seem fairly um, powerful and vindictive, good. which is yeah. Fun. And, you know, she is definitely a woman scorned. So, yeah, it's really fun. And the, and I'm, it's I'm it's fun. great. It's it's a great, you know, listen, it's a listen. It's a great play. I tell my boys, you know, I tell my boys like, you know, John Proctor says, because it is my name. Like it, it is. And, and that is the thing. Like, what what do you have if you don't have your name? And I said, that's the one thing you're given in this world that actually has the value you put on it. So make sure that you I wanna you I know. wanna support you, John, but today after rehearsals I hate John Proctor. I just <laughs> I'm sorry. 
He screwed over both of the yeah. women in such a fucking way. He's thrown this six vulnerable 16-year-old, 16-year-old under, the bus. under the bus, completely under the bus. He resents his wife for holding him accountable for his own affair. I know. Sorry, I'm feeling my feelings. I'm very method. That's great. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Well, Anushka, I have seen you on stage and I know, I just, I know the, there's, there's both a, like a humility that you, you carry, like, and you're a physicality, which says, I belong right where I'm standing and a grounded. Oh God, John, whole, please come you know, retrieve you and say that. No, I will, because, but it is, but you do, you have, you just, I believe everything you say on stage and I, it, it's, it's a real, it's a real gift. And I, and I, I can't wait to see what, see what happens. Um, you need, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'd love to talk to you all night, but you need to get, you, you need to hang out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, but because I I moved into these digs and then I didn't buy, I didn't realize there were any laundry tablets and I'm going to finish telling your listeners that um today I went to rehearsals this is disgusting in a pair of socks that I took out of the laundry basket this morning because not judging it's not an ju- emergency we have all done it Anushka I really wish you all the best I really wish you all the best for this production I cannot wait to to see what people say Thank and you um, very much. and I hope and you have a great time in Sheffield you dot me and as I affectionately call it two dot me. Two dot me. I love it. I'll put it all in the show notes. And again, again, good luck with that all. And uh, thanks for coming back. You're so welcome. Bye. Anushka Lucas there. Singer, songwriter, actor, composer, all round fantastic person and writer, writer, script writer. Don't forget, we wish her all the best for her turn as Elizabeth Proctor at the Crucible in Sheffield. And I will put links to tickets in, and d- dates in the show notes so just everyone's informed. U.me, the musical, the complete musical, will launch on February 21st, 2024. That's this year on BBC World Service, BBC Sounds, YouTube, and other podcast providers. And again, I will put uh, a link in the show notes to find that. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on all the socials at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-E-H-W. And it just gives me great pleasure to thank Anushka Lucas for being an incredible guest again. Also a big shout out to Candy Adams from Candy Adams PR for helping make it all happen. And once again, thank you to Sure Microphones for being our equipment sponsors. We love you guys. Lastly, I love you all too. Thank you all for listening. Speak soon and stay safe. Bye.
What do you need to scale your business? You need to get accurate data instantly from clicks to ROI. You need to run, control, and manage all your marketing campaigns from one tab. You need to use best practices for high performance, scale profit like never before. You need to keep all your finance under control, all expenses in one place. You need to get out of routine, do business, not technological tasks. So, what do you need to scale your business? You need AIO software, the single marketing platform to analyze, test, observe, and launch ad campaigns. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.